Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, March 2, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a lot of stuff on the docket today. So A, strap yourself in. B, get a drink if you so choose. And C, you're going to learn a whole host of things today. Therefore, get out your sticky notes. We'll do the normal thing. Let's start with the daily chart. We'll work from there. What's jumping off the page? Well, a couple of things, and it's consistent with what we've been saying over the last few days. We had a big reversal last week. Therefore, what the market may be doing, and this is what we said last night, is it may be just eating time off the clock, building energy for another push higher. Well, today they decided, well, they've eaten enough time off the clock, and they're going to begin a push higher. So what are they looking at in the face? They're looking at the 20-period moving average. So right now, the duck is the 20-period moving average. Under normal garden variety conditions, using the 80-20 rule, they're going to get to and into the 20-period moving average, more likely closer to, if not a spike of, the 200-period moving average at 445. Are they going to do it all at once? No. Are they going to have a pullback first? Probably. But we're looking at a daily chart. Nothing happens all in one bite. And in the end, if they do that, just going back to the bottom that was made, we may be just looking at one of these ABC type of routines here. And basically today, from a technical perspective, that is complete. Doesn't mean the market can't go higher, but it means they did the same thing they do over and over and over again. Speaking of which, let me bring something else up we discussed last night. We looked at this on a couple of different charts. We'll use the 120 or two-hour chart for this exercise. What did we talk about? We talked about this breakup candle. The low was 427.86. Yesterday, they spiked it. They ran a test of that place. And those of you that have taken the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, will also know that while they were doing that, they did it or bottomed out pretty much on time. Here we are today breaking out of that scenario. We talked about it like this. Was this just a bull flag pattern setting up for a move higher? Well, what did they do? They began the move higher. Garden variety. They're doing the 80% of the time we do the same stuff over and over. They're doing that routine until they're not. That's what we call the duck. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, generally speaking, 80% of the time, it's going to be the duck. How does this whole scenario fail? We have to look at both sides. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So it fails if you get below this candle low. This is a breakup candle. The low is 431.57. If you're below that, they're going to visit the fat round number of 430. They're going to fill this gap. And then the whole thing is changing the complexion of the chart. Therefore, we're going to say if they're doing that stuff down there, it's more likely some kind of failure in the making than just a shakeout operation. You don't know until you know, but you have to have some kind of line in the sand. Some of you that have taken the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, that watched this take place, listen to and watch the video yesterday, see what's going on now, 
see this kind of routine over and over and over again. I know it's very difficult to believe it until you actually see it after the fact, but many of you have one of these, what I like to call one of those aha moments. Believe it at that. As a reminder, we look at the weekly chart and we say, hey, they had a big tail candle, there's institutional participation, it was a reversal, they're going to want to try and get back over this 50-period moving average. They're knocking on the door. Where they close this week will be, once again, extremely important. It's always important. It just matters how and why and where it's important. Real quick, and I don't like to talk about the news and all that stuff, but we have the Powell may have suggested that we'll see a quarter point rate hike instead of 50 basis point rate hike. No shocker, no surprise. I think we talked about it maybe three or four videos ago. I think I said something like, they'll likely do 25 basis points, 50's too much, the market won't like it, that would be stupid, and they have to do something. You can go back to the videotape, but I'm pretty sure it sounded just like that. Just for the record, in the Lazy Swing Trader service, yes, we were long, we are long, one position was up almost 7% today, a new position that was added today is up 20% already, it's an option-related position, and there's another new position on that's up just one quarter of 1%. Everything on the board, and I know this is one of those mush type of situations, but I hung in there with the position of TBT, even in the downswing, we still have half a position on, and that was up over 6% today. That one is in the risk-free, emotionless trade camp. We're putting our money where my mouth is. What you're hearing here in these videos, what I teach in the class, what I say inside the numbers is all consistent. Everything's out in the open. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. We're doing just fine. Speaking of inside the numbers, let's take a look at what happened today inside the numbers. Was any money made? How did traders do today? Well, let's answer that question by going through the notes. Then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. Here are the early thoughts. It's hump day. Another 3 p.m. rescue operation should have been a.m., not p.m. Now it's back to a.m. So Mrs. Market found herself back in bounce mode. It's hard to kill a bull. They keep coming after you. The numbers are straightforward. SPY 433 is important. A push above, and the next target is 434.75. It's close to the next big fat round number. We'll call it 435. Anything higher will be a real-time type of thing, but you need this information early on. This is at zero dark 30. Now check this out. Here's a five-minute chart, right? of the vertical is today's activity. Guess what? 433, they pushed above. Where did they find overhead resistance? The high was 434.77, 434.77 against 434.75. That deserves a how you doing. We'll come back to that later because it involves a trade. We're the umpire, so we have the downside stuff, 430, 427. Let's move on and see what happens as the morning grows on. We've got an early range, looks something like this. Down south, you got 430, you don't know how far they can take a shakeout operation at the opening bell with a flood of volume, so you've got to stretch it a little bit. And 433 on the northbound side, it's magnetic and overhead resistance till it's not. They blew right through it anyway. In between is ping pong. 
but it didn't matter. We knew where the blow-through was going to. And again, that involves a trade. And here it is. On a spike higher, above 433, where would they be headed? 434.75. Let me scroll up a little bit. Food for thought. I'm willing to participate on the short side beginning at 433. However, traders must be willing to add to the position all the way up to 434.75 or wait for the higher number, which may or may not happen. That's trader's choice. Above 435 on candle closes, and it's wrong. So there's the layout. You have where it's wrong, you have the entries, and you have it before the opening bell if they run up there sooner than later. It's an early morning type of trade. Let's move on a little bit. We'll go back to the chart in a moment. They were going back and forth, so I'm just keeping traders abreast. If they push into 433, I'm still interested. First, they came up short, traded away. The first support price is 431.20. They never got there either. They came up short right around 431.50 something. And here it is. They didn't hit 433 at the time, but as far as I'm concerned, 433 is unfinished business, which means until they start getting below 431.25, which they didn't, I'm in the camp. They're going back up, and they did. Let's scroll up a little bit more, see what else we have. Because they came up short the first time around, when they went back up, I raised the price a little bit. I'm interested in the short above 433.50. Now that means I'm willing to short it twice. 433.50, 434.75. Remember, that's the premium spot. So that post was made at 943, and this candle by 950, they're up at a high of 434.77. It's a short trade. I'm in for an average in the middle. And what did they do? Bounced off 433, making a low in this candle, 433.03. Most traders should have got at minimum of seven or eight S&P handles if they did it that way and more, 10 or more handles. Some traders waited for the higher price. They got a blockbuster out of it. It was a trade, not a marriage. The only thing traders would have been holding is a trailing position. They start to go back up. You're out in front of break even, which means you had a risk-free opportunity on your hands. And we're moving along. There it is. That's a little discussion about the trade. Painting by the numbers. Traders should have a profit in their pocket. Protect the remainder. And it's a risk-free, emotionless trade. And again, we're moving along. By 10.03, the short is over for me. Now... Let's focus on what's next. As they come down, we've got some downside stuff on the board. And back above 433 is the bull case opens the door for another test of the highs. They ran up to 435, pulled back real quick. So here it is. That tells us 435 is important. And if they're back up there and closing candles above, there's another leg higher like to 437. What ended up happening? Exactly that. This is your tour guide information, and we're moving along. There's your 437. Funny how that works. Now, closing candles above 437 would signal a new phase to the melt-up operation, opens the door for 440 all over again. Now, the high of day was just short of that. They tried to get to 440. They got to a high of 439.72, but we know the routine. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike it through. They'll be back, but first they have to wreak some havoc. 
That's the way the market works. And let me show you the rest of the notes. You can pause the video, go back to the charts, double check the work. 1208, it's a bullish sign. If they start to push, the target and the prize is going to be 440. If you were long, you're taking profits along the way anyway. That was basically the theme. It was the duck. There's some other notes. Again, pause the video, read them, go back to the charts to double check the work. If you're active in the market during the trading day, it behooves you to do so. Stocks on the move. Let's check out the charts of ANF, DLTR, CRM was off the board, it didn't do the thing. And we'll also look at FSLR, Abercrombie, ANF, opened below the first level, it's off the board, it's a no trade, second level activated, third level, they did the Macarena in front of the third level, so that's a little bit of a screw job, but either way, it's not a bad situation because they ended up turning around and going back up, ultimately doing the deal anyway even off the second price. They just didn't do the whole thing in the manner in which. How about DLTR? How about this rocket ride? Jordan got this one in the room. Plenty of traders in the room got this one. Traders inside the numbers got this one. This was just a pure garden variety rocket ride. They even gave it to you twice. I don't know anybody that took it twice, but they provided it twice. That's called, in technical terms, a double dip. But off the first price, they got all the way up to a high of 139 off an entry of 133.25 in minutes. How you doing? How about first solar? 64.15, getting a haircut at the open, comes in, reverses. See you later, Johnny. The numbers work. Can't win every trade. We win most of the trades. What's the scoop over in Camp IWM? One of our swing trades is based on the IWM. Almost hit first target today. Now, here's the situation. This is part of the putting the money where the mouth is situation. So I've been saying in these videos that I like the IWM for this, that, and the other reason on a relative basis against some of the other markets, and we talked about why. So what did I do? I took the trade. Unless the market unravels, you're staring at the 50-period moving average. The other side of all this bullish stuff is the next day they realize everything Powell said was wrong, Russia's doing something they didn't do yesterday, and everything unravels. Obviously, that can happen. It has happened. But right now, that's not what the charts are saying. Let me just give you a little bit of a tidbit type of lesson slash information. This is the part where you're going to learn stuff. What does this line represent? 437. 437 was important today. If they broke out above it, they were going to make a run for 440, right? Right. Well, markets like to come back to test former breakout areas, don't they? There's a 10-minute chart after market activity. What did they do? They came back to 437. Maybe they go lower. Doesn't matter what they do after market. Only matters regular session. But it's just interesting how things work, when they work, why they work. It's good stuff to know. The Q people, all charts act and react the same way. Looks the same as the SPY. Looks very similar to the IWM. They're all doing the same thing at the same time. If you're going to have another leg higher, they're all going to go higher. If they're going to fail, they're all going to fail. That's the bottom line. Weekly chart looks the same, only this one did hit the 100-period moving average, that 319 number we talked about. Pretty funny how that works, too. But the 50-period moving average on the weekly chart is some distance away, so the question is, 
Is that what they're going to do? Make a run for that place before anything else. It's pretty distant. We're looking at a weekly chart. Intraday, day-to-day, it's not going to go straight up there. doesn't work like that. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Guess what? Canary in the coal mine. Second favorite market leading indicator. A number one canary in the coal mine. When you compare and contrast the other charts to this one, this one's ahead of the power curve. I'll go with canary in the coal mine, which is also my duck. The XLF. This one is in an entirely different position than many other charts. The financials are telling you there's something bigger going on of a problem type of variety. Now, they'll bounce with the rest of the markets, but this is another canary in the coal mine type of thing. You know how I say all the time, without the financials, it's unlikely the market's going to get very far in the upside, and without the financials falling apart, it's unlikely the market's going to fall apart. Well, guess what? We're using this as a potential canary in the coal mine. It's a puzzle piece. Put it on the ledger. It's on the bare side. Doesn't mean the market's falling apart tomorrow. Doesn't mean the financials can't get back to 40. We're watching for another lower high. How about a lower high into the convergence of these moving averages at a big fat round number around 40? How you doing? You start to get a full stack short on your hands. Smash mouth looks like the rest of the markets. The story remains the same. We're not going to belabor the point. Things are bullish until they're not. That's the duck. They fall apart. Something fell apart overnight, and we'll address it tomorrow. That's what Inside the Numbers is for. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.